Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Lunt. And I'm the other host. You are the Jake other host. Trubridge. I thought you were going to say it for me, and I didn't know if you were going to say it for me, so I said it for myself. We were almost samesies there, and, you know. So close. We were so close. We mind melded. All right, so uh, we're back again. Uh, this week, our big topic of conversation is a free agency recap, who are some of the biggest winners and losers in our, you know, very expert opinion our super expert opinion yes you might say uh, but first we start with the important stuff the most important stuff what are we drinking we are drinking what is hopefully going to be some delicious shit today. i hope so i hope so uh you purchased this week i did you, so you I picked went it out on this week uh went ahead and got a crowler from perennial artisan ales which sounds very fancy but this beer sounds like it's going to sock you in the gut in the best way. I'm excited for this. So it's an imperial milk stout made with ancho chili peppers, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and cinnamon. So that's a lot of shit. Yes, coming in at a, a stout. You like that? A stout 10%. I see what you um, did there, and I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, we, we've got our beers poured. Um, looks good. Nice and dark, which mm. I love for a stout. Uh, good head retention. Always like some good head. Uh, so cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Oh, God. Oh, that's delicious. That's just... It's as advertised. It is. Right? I love the cinnamon. Yeah. I get, I get the cocoa nibs. Yep. Um, taste the chilies at the end. It's got a good finish with the chilies. It's got a little, a little aftertaste. Uh, it's definitely an Not imperial. <laughs> Most definitely. You know what it tastes like, just a little bit, is like, uh, have you ever had uh, that dessert, it's like a Mexican dessert, very cinnamony? It's not flan. I want to say flan, but it's not flan. I don't know. It tastes wonderful. That, that is really good. It's definitely a sipper. <laughs> definitely a sipper. Oof. Don't put those uh, restrictions on me. I'm not putting it on you. I'm putting okay. it on myself. All right. Uh, but yeah, this is delicious. I, I enjoy, enjoy this. this. I figured you it's know, very thick. Yeah. It coats the mouth, it's yeah. a, but in a very good way. Oh, yeah. I figured, you know, it's getting into the warmer months, but it's still like, there's a little nip in the air. It's never not stout season. Yeah, you say that. I, I, I do agree. say that all the time. I don't like it. I don't like it. I there's never like a bad it. time. But for now, it hasn't reached a cutoff point yet. All right. So what would you rate this as? Are we doing like a, out of 113? Sure. Out of 113, what would you rate it? Out of 113, I'd give it like a cool 98. A 98? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I like this. I think that's pretty fair. I will say no. just to be different, 99. <laughs> you son of a bitch. For an average of 98.5. You prices righted me. Also, <laughs> I that did. was fast math. That was well, fast math. That's why they pay me the big bucks. They don't pay you any bucks. All right. We want to keep the, the beer theme going for just a little bit longer this week with a new segment. New segment. Dun, 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 dun. New segment. <laughs> <laughs> and that new segment is going to be the drunk trade of the week. 
And I'm really excited about this. I'm I, so I love excited. this. We're kicking off this segment with this one because this one is <laughs> terrific. It's well, terrific in a pretty horrible way. It, absolutely. We reached out to our Twitter followers, which, by the way, if you are not one of them yet, what are you doing? Why are you trying to hurt me? Um, but for all of our Twitter followers, please constantly extend your favorite or least favorite drunk trade to us. We might uh, we might pick it out of the hat and read it on air. Here. Yes, yes. Um, it could be one you've made or one that a league mate has made or a friend. Um, any drunk trade, we just want to know about it. Mm-hmm. No limitations. So this one comes in from at Mike Scully fifty eight. Mike Sully. I'm sorry. Our first one, and I uh, way to his go. last name. Way to go. Well, he's probably too drunk to even know. And if we had any swag, we'd send you some just for the screw-up, but we don't have any, so... We don't. So I send you well wishes. Yes. Uh, but his drunk trade is as follows. So a little, little context here. He says, I was sitting across from the guy at the bar while the trade went down. Okay? So he traded away Devontae Adams... And Eric Ebron, he says this was about week six. Mm-hmm. He couldn't pin it down exactly, but about week six, traded away those two for Julian Edelman, Carrion Johnson, Corey Clement, and Trey Burton. What do you think, Dustin, when you see those names? Oh, I I say he got pantsed on that one, man. Mm. He's that's that's a pretty bad trade. He got he he really did get pants. But here's what's great. Okay, so he goes on to expound and he says uh, the person that he did that trade with won the league, which hurts hurts so much. And meanwhile, <laughs> he got ninth place, which which hurts more. Which hurts way more. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of thoughts about just looking at it initially. Mm-hmm. I I thought well, it could have been worse, right? Julian Edelman was very good last year. Um, in fact, he finished um, as the wide receiver nine last year after week six. After week six. So from that point on, when he had him, not too bad. No. Devontae finished as a wide receiver three. So a so, little bit of a difference there. And that's as good as it gets. Yes. From everything else, however, carry on, missed about six games after mm-hmm. that point. Corey Clement missed five games after that I say he basically didn't play the rest of the season. And even when he did, he was poop. Uh, Eric Ebron scored about 35 more points than Burton did from that point on. Averaged about four points more per game. So, you know, not terrible, but for a tight end situation. Not great. You need it. Yeah. Nobody scores that many points anyway. It was was bad. I'm sorry, Mike. That was real bad. You can't get rid of two players, you know, essentially top five of their positions and, you know, expect to come out ahead on that. For scraps. So his reasoning, though, he did want to make sure this got in there, and I'm, I'm standing behind you, Mike. Uh, his drunken reasoning, he said he knew he was going to take the hit with Adams, but he had just had Melvin Gordon go down, and he needed, he panicked for the RB depth. I get that. Yeah. I, I can understand it, kind of. Yeah. Um, but to to finish ninth, it's, you know, it hurts. I mean, was 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 he in the contention? Was he in the running for one of the top spots to be in the playoffs even? And he no. needed that to to get him over the hump, or maybe it did, or was it just drunk trading? Just uh, well, I'm gonna ask you that. What do you think? Let's say on a scale of of one to ten Jaeger bombs, 
How loaded do you think he was when he made this trade? He didn't say, but I'm just curious. Um, I would say about eight Jaeger bombs. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. That's like pants on head Macarena levels of Jaeger bombs. It's getting there. Yeah, that's yeah. It's 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 not good. Don't don't do this, you guys. But if you are going to do it, make sure you tell us about it so that we can yeah. talk about it on here. Uh, that was our drunk trade of the week. Of the week. How fun! Very that? good. That was awesome. I really like. I like that. I'm going to keep doing that all the time. So again, hit us up uh, at our Twitter handle at Drinking Fantasy for more drunk trades. Keep sending them. Please keep being dummies. Yes, we love it. Or share your horror stories from your league mates. Yes, because that's even better. <laughs> I mean, it's all the same to me, really. <laughs> but for our, for our listener, yeah, yeah, obviously, you don't want to be the dummy. No, you don't. Sorry, Mike. I'm not saying you're a dummy. But just don't drunk trade again. You're just drunk. Hope you learned your lesson. Don't do it again. No, you can do it. Just get better at it. Or that. Yeah. Uh, All right. You want to talk some free agents then? Yes, let's do it. Um, Let's start with the winners here. Mm. Um, We'll just go position by position. God damn, that's so good. Isn't it delicious? Oh, so good. It's so good when it touches your lips. (laughs) (laughs) And all the places beyond it. I don't know about tomorrow if it will be as good. Oh, it'll be as good. Those adobo peppers? No, it'll be perfect. Okay. All right. So big winners. Jake, why don't you uh, lead us off here? QB position. Yeah. So out of all of the, oh, I don't know, like eight relevant QBs who change teams. Well, and let's say relevant is, you know, that that's loose term. (laughs) You know, this wasn't this wasn't the most, you know, deep free agent class as far as uh, quarterbacks went. No, so it really wasn't. Um, but of the eight uh, breathing quarterbacks who who switched it up this year, uh, I have to give it to Mr. Fitz Magic. Yes. Ryan Fitz goes to Miami, mm-hmm. gets another opportunity to start. Yes. Because he will never run out of opportunities to start. I think his goal is to start for every single NFL team before he retires. I think he could do it. I think so, too. And here's here's my hope for it. I hope that he starts about three games in Miami next year, gets traded after those three games, starts three games somewhere else, and just continues that. I want the pace to quicken. <laughs> I don't know how long he has left, but I like this this year. Um, I like it so much that I picked him up in my Superflex League. I traded for him, in fact. Well, I picked him up in my dynasty league as well. He was on the waiver wire, and Same I don't, seas. you know, he was a fourth quarterback in a one QB league. But I figure I'll hold on to him for now, figuring someone's going to get hurt. Well. You know, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it, you can dangle. It was a buck. Dangle his beard yeah. for a trade later. That's right. On. It was a know. buck. Big yeah. deal. God, I'd pay so many more bucks for Ryan Fitzpatrick. But here's the thing: last year, and you can make fun of Ryan Fitzpatrick as much as you want, uh, because I get it. The dude's been everywhere, and he just. He's the definition of fits and spurts. Ryan fits and spurts. Oh. That's his new fucking nickname. It is. Just crushed it. Fits and spurts. But last year, last year, Mr. Fits and Spurts averaged the fifth most points per game for all quarterbacks. This is counting all those half games that he played, where either he got benched for Jameis Winston or Jameis Winston got mm-hmm. benched for him. Fifth most points out of eight games. And it's damn impressive. It's ridiculous. So he is my de facto quarterback winner. Uh, in free agency, but I know that you have somebody else in mind here. Well, I think the obvious winner is Mr. Nick Foles. Um, he just parlayed good play for two years in a row into a massive contract. Um, now, when you say obvious winner, well, is is this 
Winner, win, yeah, he is the winner okay. here. Yeah. He is the winner. Yeah. I wouldn't say Jacksonville is is the winner. <laughs> uh, not that it's necessarily, I think, a bad move for them because they mm. they needed to upgrade the position. I would definitely say, you know, Foles is an upgrade over Bortles. I would begrudgingly agree with you. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would really uh, uh, fight us on that one. You know, so he made out like a bandit. Oh, he absolutely Yes. Did. So that's why I say he's oh, a big winner. Gotcha. Because he made out like a bandit. He's getting paid. You know, maybe he, he's, he gets some of that magic there in Jacksonville. They do have a lot of good pieces in place. You know, their defense, I'm thinking, is going to rebound this year. So... You know, all there won't be as much pressure on him to have to like throw it downfield, you know, score a ton of points. Hopefully, the defense can hold opposing offenses, lower scoring games. You know, we'll see if Fournette actually plays or not <laughs> um, with that whole situation. But you know, they could you know be ideally be running the ball with Fournette, wearing down the defenses, you know, slowing the game down. He can and game then manage. Full, yeah, you know, but he also has that ability to make the big throws. When it's needed, he's he proved that. He gets that so, late game sparkle. Yeah, he's sometimes. got the magic. He's able to do it. So that is uh, my big winner for uh, quarterbacks. Now, speaking specifically, I'm just curious what you think. If you had Nick Foles on your dynasty team mm-hmm. before this, are you happier? You have to be. Oh, absolutely. He's a starter, yeah, right? absolutely. Okay, but how much happier? I mean, if, if where he, do you think he finishes this year? Where, I know you're the projections man here. Where do I think he finishes yeah. this year? Yeah. Um, On the whole, so because it's fine, and I and I understand that for him it's great, and maybe for Jacksonville it's great. I, I'm still a little undecided, honestly. But for fantasy purpose, I am curious where you think early early projections. Yeah, uh, I've got him right now as my QB twenty two. Okay, uh, so yeah, you, you don't really want him. No, he's you, a low, he, he he's a good spot start. You know, I think that if, uh, you know, your starting quarterback goes down for a couple weeks for whatever reason, he'd be a great fill in, you know, good flex play. Yeah. Uh, a solid starter for super flex league, you know, your second quarterback, you know, but uh, as your, as your number one quarterback, not someone you want to depend on this season. If your options are Nick Foles or a ham sandwich, you probably have to take Nick Foles. Yes. Begrudgingly. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, let's jump right in. Do you want to jump into the losers of this quarterback? Yeah, let's stay with quarterbacks. Let's, Why not? Let's stay with it. Who do you have as the biggest loser? The biggest loser, and I, I'm sure this is a little bit debatable, but um, I have Case Keenum. And the reason why I say he's the biggest loser here is... Because of his haircut? No. No. No, it, it's his landing spot. Okay. Uh, Washington, I just... Yeah. I don't see a lot of fantasy points coming out of that offense as a whole, uh, except for maybe the running back position. That would be about it. Do you think the running backs can bail him out enough where he can be? Well, yeah, and that's no, even, I guess, I'm not saying start, bailing right? him out. I'm just saying the running back position will be fantasy viable, not necessarily anything else on the team. So, um, yeah, so that's why I have him as my my biggest loser. I just bad situation, bad offense, not a fan of the coaching the ownership, just the whole thing. It's, it's a dumpster like fire. Of it. Yeah. You just want to throw it all under a bus. So, Do you even think that he starts? Honest question. I mean, Colt McCoy is still there. I don't know. I know he's not good, but he's familiar with yeah, the team. Yeah, I think he starts. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Washington decides to take a quarterback in the draft and maybe, you know, not saying it's going to be a day one quarterback, but or maybe they trade for Russell Wilson. Maybe. Because everybody's trying to trade for Russell Wilson right now. I'm not. <laughs> but he does have a lot of talent. Don't you <laughs> shut your mouth. All right. So who do you have for your biggest loser? Well, out of the rest of this bunch, really it's most people. <laughs> but uh, Tyrod Taylor, I'm very disappointed what happened. I thought that there was at least three places he could go and be a very above average starter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I thought if if he went to Jacksonville, I might have even been a tiny bit excited just because I think they could do his style a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Foles just meshes very well. It'll be interesting to see, but I think Tyra could have went there. He could have went to Denver. He could have went to Washington mm-hmm. even. And I think he would have had more success than these other guys went that to we Miami. were talking about. Yeah, I he, I don't know that he would have been utilized super well in Miami. But whole new coaching staff there. I mean, you don't true. know what's going to yes, happen. So. Very true. Um, but really any place but as a backup to Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I, I just don't. This year, you're not going to get anything. Phillip Rivers doesn't really go down no. much. Um, well, and, and he's going to keep playing forever because, you know, yeah, he's just going to keep having kids. So, <laughs> you know, he's, right. he's got to keep earning money to pay for him. So gotta pay for those Happy Meals. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I didn't like him. I do want to make one quick mention. I really think, speaking only from fantasy purposes, I think Nick Foles is also a loser in this situation. All right. Uh, but that's only because, and I don't know, Carson Wentz is probably going to play the full, close to the full 16. I know mm-hmm. people give him shit because he's injured all the time, but that's only... You know, fluke injuries. Yes. They're not related, whatever. But he just, he also could have went to other places that would have been so much better. True. Him in Miami, I would have liked. But he, he he's earning his money. Yes. He, oh, he, he, he knew this is his one chance to maximize a contract. Yeah. And that's what he did. True. Don't blame the guy for it one bit. Stop telling me what to do. Blame whoever I want. Blame Nick Foles. All right. Let's talk about some running backs. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll kick us off here. Yeah. Um, my big winner is uh, Lat Murray. I love the landing spot. Um you know, taking over that Mark Ingram role. I think he's kind of Mark Ingram light. I'm not saying he's a one-for-one one replacement, but uh, he's going to uh, fill that role nicely and be a great compliment for Kamara. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the New Orleans running game, no matter who it is, for the last several years has been dynamite. Oh, they've been one or two. Is that real? As rushing for like the last like five years, I believe, as a team. Holy crap. Uh, so yeah, they've been they've been lights out. So it's a great landing spot. You know, I think he could be a you know low to mid RB two in that situation, just with that offense. Hot diggity. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, that he's my big winner. I, I love the landing spot. Couldn't have went to a better spot because you know he's going to get playing time. It's a split backfield by default. Yeah, it's so, probably ample, it. right? Absolutely, because you know Camara, they don't. I don't think they want him to, you know, have, you know, 25 touches a game. He's just not built for that. He's not meant to be a bell cow three down back. Yeah, you could do it in short spurts, but I don't think that's what they want with him, you know, because he'll just break down that much easier. That's right. Uh, you know, chan- more chance of getting injured. You know, they want to extend that longevity. So they'd bring it back they can complement with, and he's right. perfect back for it. So, yeah, I couldn't have picked a better spot for him. Absolutely yeah. love it. 
rather him get 16 half games, you know, than six full games before he gets injured and is out for the year. You know, and half games in New Orleans are legit. Basically you, full games for exactly. some some NFL franchises. <laughs> That's right. I, I love that. I agree. Murray is a big buy for me, even though mm-hmm. he's getting a little older. And this year he'll be totally fine. Was he 28? I think 28 turning 29 early in so, the I mean, season. But, but he doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires either. You know, he's had limited true. workload throughout his career. So Very true. Um, I think one of the easiest to pick biggest winners here is Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. For now. For now. I don't know what's going to happen in this draft. Exactly. I mean, um, that's that. obviously all depends on that. It does. Some of these are more locked and loaded guys. Like, I don't think New Orleans is bringing anybody else. In that's going to compete with Murray. Right. So I think he's secure. Uh, Davis, I want to believe in Mike Davis. I want to believe that Chicago believes in Mike Davis. Well, and they signed him like really quickly in the uh, free agency period. Like it was like day one, day two. It was right out of the gate. Sometimes I feel like that's just setting the market and that can either help or hurt a team, you know, because sometimes you can get them at a discount almost if you go right in. True. Before the next two and three and four guys sign, because then they'll try and... That's true, but I feel like they they ID'd him as their guy that Mm -hmm. they wanted to go after in free agency, and they just said, we're going to sign him. This is what we're doing. So I I, I love it. Yeah, I think that's... It Yes. It was wonderful. It was caring. They probably held hands the entire time. Uh, I like Mike Davis a lot this year. If they don't draft another back, I think Mike Davis could easily be an RB2. Absolutely. I don't think that's even yeah, really absolutely. a question. I don't know that he has RB1 upside. Well, not with uh, Cohen there. I mean, because it is going to be a split backfield, and that it offense is. isn't as prolific as the aforementioned Saints. Here's so, my uh, only thought is Jordan Howard finished his RB20 last year, mm-hmm. and that dude can't catch shit. True. So I'm yes. just wondering if Mike Davis has proven that he has even capable hands, he'll probably get some of those receptions. Absolutely, but yeah, I, getting him up to that RB one would still be tough. Yeah, but either Absolutely. way, I like him. One other guy that I kind of like, just want to toss in there a tiny bit, is Carlos Hyde. I get the Damian Williams hype. I understand it. He was very, very good for the three regular season Absolutely. games he played last year. But I also think it's a little bit of recency bias, assuming that Damien Williams is going to be the guy. Oh, absolutely. Both I am paid about the same. I am like Fox Mulder in this situation. I want to believe. <laughs> I just, I want to believe, but I just, I just can't right now. This is one of the many times you've tried to make me your Scully. Oh, just saying. I would have no problems with you being my Scully. <laughs> let's just, let's just put it out there. I'm not putting on the wig. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Not, not again. Not this time. Um, but I do like Carlos Hyde mm-hmm. as he has the opportunity. Absolutely. And to me, it's still pretty equal opportunity. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with it, but I think he has just as good a chance as becoming the workhorse um, as Damian Williams. So we'll see, but but I like it for him. Absolutely. I think that is a very good landing spot. You know, he kind of got uh, hosed last year, getting traded to Jacksonville, you know, middle of the season. That was rough. You know, he just never had a chance to get going. I think he's, you know, not going to ever be that number one RB, but... Um, he's a solid he's dude. A, yes. He can perform well, and if you get him in a good offense... I think he's just been in bad situations from the beginning. I mean, he's in the Browns before they started to rebuild and get better. Right. You know, Jacksonville, he was stuck behind Fournette and 
all the other clowns there. So, you know, it's just he hasn't really gotten a chance. And not obviously he's not guaranteed a chance here in Kansas City. No. But no. Um, I think the opportunity will be a little bit better because, like you said, Williams just he's not a for sure thing. He's really not. Don't don't you tell me that he is Twitter. I don't want to hear it. Um, well, let's talk about some losers mm-hmm. in the, the running back category here. Mm-hmm. I am very curious about one of the guys on your list, honestly. Yeah? I know we talked about it a little bit, but, but okay, talk about your dudes here. All right, so first on my list, I have uh, Kareem Hunt. Sure. You know, obviously, eight-game suspension. That hurts you a little bit, yeah. more than a little bit. You know, and then he's behind Nick Chubb, who is a stud of a running back. So, goddamn right. I I know there's a lot of differing opinions on what's going to happen after he comes back. You know, in week nine, week ten, depending on when their buy is. Right. You know, will he come back and get a workload? Yeah, it's hard to say. I don't know. Um, so that's why it's hard to say. Like he's not he's not he's not guaranteed to get any sort of workload. Once he comes back from a suspension, obviously he'll get some, but the opportunity as isn't as good as if he landed on another team. For sure. So uh, that's why he's on my biggest loser list. Sure. And then um, the other one I have is Tariq Cohen. You know, as we just kind of talked about Mike Davis, he has that opportunity. You know, if he start, if he is a good uh, pass catcher, yeah, that could be taking some work from Cohen. You know, if he's on the field as a you know three down back a little bit more and you know, doesn't have to come off the field. I think that's one thing that kind of limited the Bears last year is that you knew when Jordan Howard was on the field, it was going to be a run. And when Tariq Cohen came on the field, you know, it was going to be a pass because Jordan Howard couldn't catch anything. I probably have better hands than him. So, yeah, no, I think that's and that's saying a lot because I I have stone hands. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I have Cohen on there. But not I'm saying it's curious. a biggest loser, but yeah, I, it's just I, I see a little bit reduced opportunity for him. Just talking in in the gray area here, wh- how far down do you think? Because he finished RB eleven last year, Tariq Cohen, which is insane in PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that's going to be recreatable for him this year. But how far down do you think he will actually drop, supposing that Mike Davis is the guy and they don't really add anybody else? Do you see this becoming a steep drop-off? Is this a is this your sell now with explanation? I wouldn't sell. I think he'll still be solid. I just He won't be an RB1. He'll probably be a high-end RB2. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being being in, in that RB one category, unless like Mike Davis gets hurt or, mm. you know, some other circumstance. The offense just takes another step forward and they're super prolific and score a shit ton of points. You know, so it, it's hard to say, but I don't see him repeating what he did last year. That's fair. I dig that. All right, who do you got? For your uh, well, biggest let's, losers. Let's keep it in the Bears family here. That's apparently all we're doing is some Bears bashing, which is fine with me. Absolutely. Fuck them. Uh, go, Pat, go. <laughs> Sorry. I don't don't you care. ever apologize I for that. Care. Don't you apologize for that. Fucking. All right. Um, I have Jordan Howard as my biggest loser, and it just seems so clear to me. Moving to the Eagles, not good. I know that he was woefully inefficient last year, but again, he finished as the RB20. He was still reasonable. You could use him last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can use him as an eagle. 
I don't think that's possible. You don't think so? No. No Eagles running back has had more than 173 carries since LaShawn McCoy was there in 2014. Mm-hmm. That's obnoxious. I don't know how you can... And they haven't gotten rid of a bunch of guys. It's not like they've right. cut all the dead weight. But There's still so many guys there. Could you say that the last couple seasons, it's been like a mash squad there in the running back room where every week someone else gets hurt and they're just dinged up the entire season? So they had to last keep, year, certainly. So they had to keep rotating in guys because guys are getting hurt and they had to fill in where if they would have stayed healthy, they would have gotten more carries on that i think it's possible last year's so hard to say because ajayi went down almost immediately because that's what jay ajayi does um the year before though legarrett blunt was there and he did play the majority of the games he mm-hmm. i think he maybe missed a game or so at most um and and that's the high mark that's really been set he had 173 carries but even with him there and I really see a lot of similarities in Jordan Howard and LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. They could be in a body switch movie tomorrow. I wouldn't pay to go see it, but I would understand <laughs> why they were cast in it. So I, I just don't, I don't think that Jordan Howard's going to be the guy who comes in and breaks that mold for them. Right. And I still see a lot of names out there on the free agency list that could fit with Philly pretty well. J. Yeldon. They could, but they're under such tight cap restrictions mm-hmm. that Jordan Howard's on his rookie contract, so he's very cheap. Now, to be fair, almost everybody who has made it this long in free agency is also going to be probably looking for those one-year prove-it cheap deals. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, it's not. It's definitely yeah. not. Yeah. But um, and it's just Jordan Howard needs those carries if he's going to be. Oh, absolutely. Because otherwise, he he's never had less than two hundred and fifty carries, mm-hmm. and he's never finished better than RB eleven. So it's uh, if he doesn't. It's an RB one though. It is no, it, it is. But that was with two hundred and fifty plus carries, and if you're not getting that, ugh, yes, it looks great yeah. for him. I um, concur. Also, just a quick little point out here. LaShawn McCoy, n- nobody's helping LaShawn McCoy this year. No. And I know it's a little bit of a joke that Frank Gore got signed because he's a million. But also, Frank Gore gets fucking carries. People sign Frank Gore because they want to see... You know that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer tries to run the car on E? Oh, yes. see how many more miles yeah, you can absolutely. get off of it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's Frank Gore. That car should have been named Frank Gore. Last year, again, at a million and eight years old, he still ran the ball 156 times. That's more than most of those Eagles lead backs I was talking about before. He just fucking doesn't die. He's the Terminator. He's going to get his, and that means LaShawn's going to get less. All right. Maybe that's good because he needs the breather, but I just, it's not. Downhill trend. All right. Moving on to wide receivers. I'll yeah. start with our biggest winners here. Um, you took the obvious one, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll let you handle that. Mm-hmm. So um, my pick then was Mr. Devin Funches, signing with Indianapolis. Uh, gotta love the situation. You got Andrew Luck throwing yeah. opposite T.Y. Hilton, you know, so he doesn't have to worry about being double teamed. He's a big True. body for the end zone. You know, it's, it's, and Andy loves those big bodies. Absolutely. So, you, you know, he could have a sneaky good season. Um, 
definitely in the you know wide receiver two category for sure. Wow, I think really it could it could happen. That's hot. It could happen. That's hotter than the adobo chilies in this tasty beverage, my friend. That's so, hot. Yes. All right. Now, you because you're a professed Eric Ebron lover. Truth Love him. Yes. Or, and Jack Doyle's coming back. You're not worried that there's going to be too many big bodies there. No, I, I think Jack Doyle is a non-factor. Ooh. Oh yes. You should call his mother and apologize. <laughs> that is wow. All right. Fine. I I, <laughs> I I think Ebron established himself nicely last year. It is a little disappointing that you know Funches will probably cut into some of that uh, touchdown production, mm-hmm. but there was going to be regression anyway. Sure. So that's fair. I certainly think it's a better spot for him than Carolina. Oh, He's absolutely. Gonna in Carolina. Absolutely. He at least has a fighting chance in Indy. Um, yeah, I'll talk about the obvious, the elephant in the room, Odell Beckham Jr. It, there wasn't, let's be honest, for me, there weren't many spots he was going to go if he was going to get traded that could have been worse. Now, maybe that's just because I hate <laughs> Eli and his dumb, stupid face. <laughs> But even from a numbers and stats perspective, you you weren't going to find much of a worse spot. Even if he went to Carolina, I'd be like, yeah, no, he'll still fucking feast. Oh, absolutely. He'll find well, way. he's that good that no yeah. matter where you put him, he's going to you know score major points. He's that good that the only quarterback on the fucking planet that can't make him look good is Eli Manning. And he still made him look good and he was fantasy relevant he was still fantasy relevant but he was a he was a wide receiver too which you just don't think well, about with odell n- true that shouldn't he be was also thing. dinged up last season though That's, too so yeah that yeah 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 i get it oh yeah facts screw those <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna facts. overlook those <laughs> jesus stop trying to ruin the mojo with all of your numbers dustin uh no i get it but but even still if he had played a full 16 there was no way he was finishing better than wide receiver 12 and that's not what you want from Odell. That's no, not it's how not. You draft Odell. No. If if you take him and his ADP will adjust accordingly this year, and you will not be able to get him outside the first six picks, probably. Oh, he'll probably be top four yeah. wide receivers taken. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. Yeah. Um. So I, I love it for him. It's it's better than than the garbage he was dealing with before. Mm-hmm. I also sneakily like uh, Danny Amendola in Detroit. Eh, um, doesn't do anything say, for me. You could say lateral move, but um, with Golden Tate gone, officially, for a full season from Detroit, yes, everybody's back to healthy. Oh, my cacao nibs mm. coming back up, and I'm spreading the wealth. I'm just sharing it with the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that slot role in Detroit is valuable if you can get a guy who can stay healthy. Bruce yes. Ellington could not stay healthy last year. But when he was there and he actually showed up and he started games, he looked good. Oh, absolutely. He was on pace for a pretty respectable season. I think Danny Amendola better than Bruce Ellington. Well, okay. So, good move for him. He's not fantasy relevant. So. I think he could be flexible. You could slot him into a flex depending on the matchup. Okay. So it's Fair like he enough. went from being a you're never going to have him on your team to now you can use him. Maybe. You can use him. Maybe. Don't you say that. Yeah. Bruce Ellington got 27 targets in the three games he started last year. Now, granted, Marvin Jones, I know, was out for a bunch. Um, I think that was at least one of those games Marvin Jones mm-hmm. was out. But even still, that's a lot of 
fucking targets. Yeah. I like it. Um, but let's talk about some more downtrending yes. catchers. Yeah, our, our, our losers for the wide receivers here. I feel so bad calling these guys losers. Well, we speak truths here. All right. I took another sip of my beverage, right. and now I feel like I'm ready to just, go. No, I feel like I'm righteous again. All right. So um, my my biggest loser here for the wide receivers is Tyrell Williams. And the reason I say that is there was so much hype surrounding him entering free agency based off of previous production you know with the chargers mm-hmm. that it's it's disappointing that he landed in in an, in a spot where he's you know, the number 2 wide receiver mm-hmm. again you know i think people were expecting him to be that number 1 wide receiver on a team take that next step uh, because you know the year that uh, Keenan Allen was hurt he was uh, i believe he was in the top 12 he was the lower end wide receiver one, I believe, that season. So I think people, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think people were expecting him to land in a position where he could be the guy, take that next step, and become you know a fringe wide receiver one year he in and year out. Finished as wide receiver eighteen that year, which okay. is pretty pretty solid though um, for for him kind of just yes. coming to that role during yes. the season. So yeah, uh, that's so why I have him. No, I don't love Oakland. Uh, you know, I think Derek Carr is a little underrated um, in the fantasy community. But with AB there, you know they're going to feed him the ball because... He's going to fucking whine about it. That's right. So he's going to get fed the ball. So I just don't see him... You know, he'll be probably be a wide receiver three this season. Which isn't a bad thing to have on your team. But I, I don't think what people were expecting. Going into the free agency. But let's say, just a hypothetical throughout here for you. Let's say that he stayed with the Chargers. They re-signed him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you've got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, ascending Mike Williams, and a healthy Hunter Henry coming back. Correct. Would you rather have him stay with the Chargers and be possibly that two or three option, or would you rather have him in Oakland, where he could be forgotten? Can I say neither? (laughs) Is neither an option? I don't like either of those options. But you can. Go to your head. IPA'd your head. What are you going to do? I would would have to say Oakland just because he is the clear-cut number two there. He will have more opportunities than in that that fully loaded uh, Chargers offense. He'd just kind of get lost in the shuffle there. So, fair enough. There you go. I like it. I mean, I don't like it because, yeah, that's pretty poopy. Yes. But I get it. All right. How about you? What do you think? What do you got? Uh, uh, Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys. Yeah, that was a disappointing signing. Again, a lot of hype surrounding him going into free agency. He was the guy that people just wanted to see him get into that perfect position. He was going to blow up this year. and They just fucking you root for Adam Humphreys. I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you like. You root for Adam Humphreys. Um, but you don't root for him in Tennessee. No. Even if you're a Tennessee fan, probably. Sorry, Titans fans. You probably don't. You know, maybe you're hoping for, what, wide receiver four production out of him. You're hoping that his talent can ascend him to that level I mean, in Tennessee. Maybe. You know, hopefully uh, Mariota is healthy and can stay healthy for an entire season. Yeah. That would go a long way. I still don't think it's going to make much of a difference for him. So who do you really? think is the number one on the team? 
Corey Lewis, Davis or Humphreys. Yeah. Dion Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody there that I want. I don't want Corey Davis. I don't want Tywan Taylor. I don't want Adam Humphreys. I don't want anybody. Delaney Walker. I'd, I'd be interested in Delaney Walker because his, his ADP will be low enough now this year where even though he's old balls, I'd still want him. He still catches every ball that's thrown to him. So he does. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a shot okay. on him above any of those other some bitches. Um, I also pour one out for my homie Dion Kane. Speaking about Devin Funches. Yes, the Funches preseason superstar. Just that preseason hype now. That offseason hype. They put a fucking workout video of now. Did you see that? He was getting all Dwayne Johnson up. I, I did not see that. No. Yeah, they put a they put a uh, hype video out for him. I, it's it's not happening. No. Not this year. At least. No. Maybe Which next is year. unfortunate. I mean, maybe he'll carve himself into that wide receiver three role, you know. And I will say this. Wide receiver three in Indianapolis might as well be wide receiver one in Tennessee. It's that bad. That That is true. It's that bad. Can I just read you what the finishes have been? Or the guy, And this is when guys are fighting for wide receiver two or three. Mm-hmm. So even just be cautious about Devin Funches, even though he's a bigger guy. Over the last several years, this is how his either two or three options have finished. So top out of those guys, mm-hmm. Chester Rogers last year, wide receiver 61. Dante Moncrief, 2016, wide receiver 76. 2015 doesn't count because Luck got injured and it's not real. 2014 and 2013, Reggie Wayne was his number two, firm number two. Mm-hmm. Like there was no scraps, no right. struggle. Wide receiver 15, wide receiver 68. There's not room for a third pass catcher. There's barely room for the second guy. The second guy has to be talented enough or, in this case, big enough to where he will get the targets from Andrew Luck. And so Deion Cain's just, no. Right. If he gets the wide receiver three. I think, though, if he stays healthy this year, he proves himself in the wide receiver three in that position. They only signed Funchess for a one-year deal. So I think think if Deion Cain proves himself, stays healthy, gets another, you know, year in the offense, gets a little, you know, comfortable with Andrew Luck there, you know, I think they might... You know, move him into that wide receiver too. Let Funchess go because they don't want to pay him another thirteen million dollars a year. Sure. And have Deion Kane on you know basically undrafted free agent rookie contract. You know, so I hope so. I feel bad for that dude. He got injured so yes. quick last uh, year. Could it was so disappointing. Time. Yeah, it's a bummer. So hopefully wings up after this year, but for now, not so much. All right. You want to talk about tight ends? You know I don't. How quickly can we get through this? Yes, thing? I was going to say, let's kind of just get through this really <laughs> quick. and fucking Yeah. Hit. All right. So, uh, biggest winners, Jake, lead us off. Biggest winner for me, Jared Cook. Yes, Transfers obviously. from the number one option in Oakland to probably the number two or three option. Well, let's say number three option yes. in New Orleans behind Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. But you know they're scoring shitballs more points than Oakland does. So, I mean, it's yeah. immediately an upgrade. If not a lateral move, an upgrade. I think sure. it's an upgrade. For fantasy-wise. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I also like Ricky Seals-Jones this year a little bit. He's kind of a little sleeper option at mm-hmm. tight end. They brought in Charles Clay to be more of the blocking tight end guy. Um, Ricky Seals-Jones with their new coach in Arizona. Um, has a little bit of rapport. He was uh, scouted by him. Mm-hmm. Um Kingsbury, I'm going to say his name right. I'm going to promise to say his name right at least one out of every eight times. Cliff Kingsbury um, is big, high-powered offense guy in college. Never had a passing game that was below the 15th in the nation. Uh, fucking schools. 
Um, so I like it. All Interesting. Right. Great. Uh, my big winner is uh, Tyler Croft going to Buffalo. He is the number one guy. Obviously, he has to stay healthy, but uh, I think he has good opportunity there. Yeah, I know Buffalo brought in a bunch of pass catchers, but they need someone underneath the catch balls. So uh, I think he has good opportunity if he can stay healthy. Oh, he'll and, catch those balls. And he's shown that he can do it. You know, he, he has shown that flashes of production. He just needs to stay healthy. So sure. I, I like I like that he gets a chance to be the number one there. Yeah, and hey, if you get him for three games, hopefully those three games will be really good production. Absolutely. So, I mean, whatever. It's, it's fucking tight ends, people. Let's not overthink it. Um, but, but let's talk about losers, because mm-hmm. I don't like talking about tight ends, but I do love talking about tight end losers. So, for me, it's Jesse James. He went from last year, could have been the guy mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Well, I mean, the guy behind, like, four other guys. But in that offense, it didn't right. matter. Yes. Um, but then Vance McDonald started doing Vance McDonald things. Yeah, stiff-arming people all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I think I like had my, my balls shrink up <laughs> into myself watching some of those plays. It was kind of nuts. Um, but he's going to Detroit. Detroit just hasn't done anything with tight ends lately. Even Eric Ebron, who finished as the tight end four last year, he withered, basically. He was never a tight end one in Detroit. He wasn't. I think that he um, was just dropping balls on purpose there because he just didn't want to be in Detroit. <laughs> he was hoping to Nobody get cut does. sooner and just never happened. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, I buy it. Either way, I think Jesse James will pick up on that pretty quick, too. Yeah. He'll want to get out of there as well. Yes. And my biggest loser uh, is just the Dallas tight ends, generally. Um, <laughs> you know, with Jason Witten coming back, you know, they have a bunch of young guys there. I think they were, you know, ready to, one of them was going to take the reins this year. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen for another year because Jason Witten decided he was not good at broadcasting. And well, no, the world decided Jason Witten was well. It was it, was it was his yeah. It was his way of you know gracefully exiting that um, by unretiring. So <laughs> that's true. You know uh, that's true. Um, yeah, it's not it's not good. Good for Dak. Not good for the rest of the time. Correct. So that about uh, wraps it up. Any last uh, thoughts here before we uh, sign off? Uh, I'm having trouble putting any cogent thought together after this 10 percenter has really perfect fucking hit me up. So no. Perfect. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of uh, the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us, folks. You can find me, Dustin, at FFDustyDog on Twitter. Yep. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. Remember, if you dig our vibe, please subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts any other platform that yes any any platform that um, pulls from the apple podcast you can find us there you know um follow us on our uh twitter the twitter verse yeah we got a we got a tweeter at, at drinking fantasy <laughs> um you know if you want us to uh talk about a specific question uh you want us to comment on something your drunk trades any of that sort of stuff, drop us a line, DM us. Or if it's just late at night, you're sitting in your room alone, you want somebody to talk to, talk about film, talk about love, uh, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll try. Yeah, Not absolutely. Will. I'm just saying, you know, if, if, if we're the first one that pops up on your Twitter feed, yeah, give it a shot. Absolutely. You can also uh, drop us a line um, in our email submission inbox on our website at drinkingandtalkingff.com 
And I think that's all the places you can find us right now. We're just like out in the world. Yeah. I mean, if you bump into us and you recognize us, first of all, fuck. What? Uh, Even better. Yeah. We're we're name tags. Yes. So people know. All right. Well, then um, that's all we got for this week. Thank you for listening. And we'll just uh, talk to you guys next week. Cheers, F-Peppers. Peppers.